Hey, and welcome back to Emlyn in the Mix, where we discuss things all music technology, software and hardware, recording gear, studio gear, instruments, and more. If you love that sort of thing, then you're going to love the Emlyn in the Mix podcast. Now, let's get on with the show with your host, yours truly, Emlyn. Hey guys, welcome back to the Emlyn in the Mix podcast, season four, episode two. We're only at the beginning of the year and there is a lot to talk about, which I wasn't expecting. I thought we're going to have another relaxing podcast where I can just play with some new software technology for you guys. But no, we've got to talk about some things and hopefully you get to hear this podcast as it drops because there's a couple of specials in here which won't be around for much longer. Now, before we get stuck into things, what is this podcast about? Well, if you didn't hear the intro already, which you would have heard because I think I've attached it to everything, music technology, software and hardware, music gear, all of that jazz, we cover it here on the podcast. Full disclosure, affiliate links will be down below when I mention them and thanks for the support thanks for listening to this podcast for those of you who are regular listeners who come back time and time again for those of you who are new and you've just come here to check out Guitar Sin because Guitar Sin by UVI is our feature product for today a very awesome guitar synthesizer engine which has been emulated by our friends at UVI you can skip along to the end I'll put the timelines down below because it looks like we're back to regular podcast format but for those of you who just want to keep listening, stick around. Let's get stuck into it because there's a bit to get through. Okay, so the first thing is that we've got to mention that Native Instruments have their Hypha, Hydra, I hope I'm saying that right, deal going on right now. There's a couple of things going on at Native Instruments which you need to know about, which if you're watching us here on the podcast, YouTube and Spotify, you'll see in the background here this little animation of the plants growing over the keyboard synthesizer or MIDI controller here. So they've got their holiday season deals. So they get a free software synthesizer, which sounds unbelievable. So the ho- this holiday season has come from Native Instruments. We're giving you free gifts to refresh your creative flow until until January 16th. So this is going to drop. This podcast is going to drop probably Jan 13 stateside, Jan 14 Jan, I'm saying Jan, January 14th in Australia. And anyway, you've got basically two days to snap this deal up. So you can get a $40, this is Australian dollars gift voucher. It's probably only 20 US off anything. Hey, hey, now don't be getting upset about that. Australia gets a little bit more because we, our money doesn't go as far, okay? Uh, off anything you like from the NI Online Shop Plus, you can download our brand new organic inspiration machine, Hypha. Okay, I was saying it right, for free right now. So pick that deal up, grab a special half price voucher as well to use on Isotope Tools and have a chance to win. Okay, forgot about this, huge prices, prizes from NI Isotope and Plugin Alliance. Just head over to Native Instruments right now if you want to snap up those deals. Don't let them pass that Hypha synthesizer. I know we haven't covered it yet on the channel. It's just been holiday season and then we literally just come back. It actually sounds really good. I've noodled with it. It is a really beautiful sounding organic synthesizer right now it's for free so just jump over there and get it we love free deals next one quickly is a new deal as well from native instruments they seem to have collaborated again with our they've done this in the past but they've got 
crazy, crazy 50% off all premium sounds from Arturia. Now, both of the links, affiliate links, yes, full disclosure, will be down below for this Arturia, 50% off Arturia, and the Hypha free plugins deal. I'll just have the links down there. I don't know how that's an affiliate link. This will definitely be an affiliate link. Go out if you love Aturia. Of course you love Aturia. Don't be silly. Aturia makes some of the... They're in the top three emulations, in my opinion, in terms of synthesizer emulations. They are up there. And they have a really good crack here. They've got the Korg MS-20 that they've done the best, actually. Even better than Korg software emulation. I'm sorry, Korg. This MS-20 emulation by Aturia is better than the Korg version. I love Korg and I'm a Korg fanboy and that's saying something coming from me that Aturia did a better job on the emulation. They just did. They added some extra bells and whistles. They put some, I don't know what it is, but they put like a gritty, really dirty sound engine in that software emulation. It just sounds really... It sounds better than the original even. I know that sounds weird, but it does. Anyway, check it out. 50% off premium sounds from Arturia. Link down below. That's only 12 days. The other one's two days. Probably jump on the other deal first. All right, let's keep moving along. Teenage Engineering had something to say because, of course, they did 2022. They had something almost every week. This was a huge drop, though, and this this is a horrible thing for me because this now has made me want to get this freaking OP1 field. I've held off. I've got the original OP1, which I only just got like one or two years ago. So I was like, nah, I'm not getting the OP1 field. No way. Teenage Engineering, you're not going to suck me in. But now they've finally done it. And I'm selling my original OP at the moment. Uh, I know, I've only got a small listening base. So hopefully not everyone hears the reason why I'm selling it. Because I want to get an OP1 field now. because, Because of this, this drew my attention. Because... What it shows is that Native not Native Instruments, Teenage Engineering is willing to continue to slip little updates into this new little beauty of a thing, the OP1 field. Now, for those of you who don't know what the OP1 field is, I apologize because I'm talking at a million miles a minute because I want to get to our future product here. And I'm talking as if you guys know. So I do apologize for those of you who are brand new and you're actually listening to this podcast. The OP1 field is this miniature little synthesizer by Teenage Engineering, which is an update from their older synthesizer the op1 not op1 field and it's basically it's an incredible state of art technology because it's so small and it has a bunch of little synthesizer engines in it it's got eight i think it's got you can do drums it's got a little tape recorder you can record on it i mean it is pretty popular so that's why i'm talking as if you guys actually know but anyway now the op1 field this was the update that we're getting to here, they added a vocoder. So the voice in vocoder revolutionized music since its introduction to the world by Homer Dudley at Bell Labs in 1938. I didn't know that little history lesson there. Designed to analyze and synthesize the human voice. <clears throat> Iconic artists have employed the device throughout the years to make their synthesizers sing with Wendy Carlos and Bob Moog to Kraftwerk, Herbie Hancock, Beastie Boys, Tupac, Daft Punk, and countless others. And now it's your turn. I'm going to play this little video back here. It's very, very teenage engineering if you're watching us here. Let's play it back here. (laughs) 
So anyway, it's it's part of an update. Yeah, it's very teenage engineering, and you can hear the vocoder there in the background. Um, basically, to install it, you just download and install the firmware, press synth, hold shift, and press any slot key one to eight, and basically load your vocoder. There's a little step through here. But this step through is good. I'm going to play it real quick because it's only short, and you can hear the vocoder in this. Have a listen to this. This video covers the vocoder synth in OP1 field. To start using the vocoder, press the synth key. Shift select any sound slots and select a vocoder preset of choice. Use the encoders to change wave, formant, bands, and mix. Hold shift and press the input key to change the input source. Here's an example using the headset signal. Have fun and thanks for watching. Yeah, it sounds really good. I mean, I'm just a sucker for vocoders anyway, but I'd love to, I mean, I'm sure there's probably already videos coming up now from people that have the OP1 field playing with the vocoder. But damn, that sounds good. It sounds like a lot of fun and you can obviously be in the OP1 or OP1 field as you can adjust and change and get the sound you really want. All right, going from one sort of voice synthesizer to another here, we're jumping over to Antares. They just dropped a new piece of software called Throat. Yes, not the greatest name, but it sort of explains itself in the video why it's called that. We're going to play back a little video as to how the sound effect affects your voice. Have a listen to this introduction here. I know we're going straight from one to another, but this one, I think this sounds pretty cool. I mean, this effect is not new, by the way. I've heard this on other, I'm sure there are other software plugins that can do this, but this this appears to be just a dedicated software plugin to this particular effect. So let's have a listen to this. Here we go. One of the most unique vocal effects ever created, Throat models the anatomy of the entire human vocal tract. Make minor adjustments in the shape of the lips, mouth, throat, and vocal cords to create subtle enhancements. I love adjustments to manipulate a voice beyond the limits of the human anatomy, enabling endless creative possibilities. Take control of the human voice from the inside out with throat. Alright, you get the idea. You can hear it there affecting, it's sort of like a pitch doubler or something but it sounds really good i understand why now they call it throat not the best name i know but it really does it sort of doubles and pitches down sounds very good indeed that's uh throat by antares as part of their uh i guess they're doing it as part of their sort of subscription deal thingy i forgot what it's called that they called it sorry but their subscription package that they have by antares if you're interested in that the auto it includes auto tune you know your all your big names as part of antares software they just keep developing software much like all of our other friends who appear on the podcast countless times all right let's move along a new piece of hardware here from universal audio these look incredible so they've sort of taken a leaf out of slate digital's book here 
by, I don't know if you guys know, but Slate Digital also have done the locker room microphone, which is basically what you're about to see here. Now, what is a locker room microphone, you might ask? Well, basically, it's a microphone, an actual microphone, by the way, hardware microphone, that is designed to be... I think it's just designed to be, like, not coloured, not have any... It's just a condenser, straight-up condenser microphone. But then the beauty of it is, is you plug it in to this software where now you can have any microphone you ever desire in the whole wide world. Now, Slate Digital did this almost, gosh, I reckon they did it six years ago. So they were ahead of the game. But Universal Audio being a, a bigger conglomerate of a company especially now like they're just so popular this is probably a good time to drop their locker room microphone so modeling microphone okay so record with the greatest mics ever made you the ua sphere dlx modeling microphone system gives you this sound of classic mics used by everyone from the beatles and beyonce to radiohead and frank sinatra so you can grab the keys to the ultimate mic locker room Mic Locker, featuring 38 legendary mic models of Newman, Telefunken, AKG, Sony, and more, the Sphere DLX gives you your productions the most sought-after ribbon, condenser, and dynamic microphones ever made. Now, my question, actually, this is a personal question here, and hopefully, if you guys are listening to the podcast right now and you can answer this for me, I'll be very keen to know. So, say you've got this software, which sounds like, you know, you've you got you plugged in your DLX or your you know your Universal Audio hardware microphone, and you plug in you plug it into the software, and you get you pull up a new a Neumann Neumann that's how I pronounce it Neumann microphone, and you're like damn this sounds like a Neumann microphone. At what point do you feel do you still need a mic pre, or are you going direct? Because I know that the, for example, Universal Audio, like the Apollo X6, which I'm using right now, has mic built-in mic pre's. But would you, would you still use a very nice mic pre, or are you going to lose that microphone sound? I know it's a little bit of a technical question, but I'm curious to know. Maybe I'll Google it after the show if someone's already covered that. Because I wonder if you, if you sort of. If you affect the signal path before it goes into your audio interface, are you going to lose that, you know, the true sound of whatever microphone that you are emulating? Maybe not, because that's just the signal at the mic pre's, and it's just the signal. But I don't know. Some mic pre's can color and change the sound. So anyway, I don't know. I I would love to know the answer, of course. That's why I'm asking the question to myself, probably. I don't think anyone's going to answer that. But if you do, please let me know. I'd love to know. Find your perfect mic in real time with Apollo. So the Sphere DLX lets your you audition classic mics before, during, and after recording with any interface in any door and when paired with an audio inter- Apollo sorry, interface. You can do this with near zero latency. That's really cool. I like the idea of it sort of all connecting in the universal audio sort of world. I like how it's all integrated. I know that that's what these companies want you to do. They want you to just stay in their world and their environments. I mean, how Luna, their door is a perfect example of that. Like you can't even open Luna. I didn't know this until recently. But you cannot open Luna, which is an incredible door, by the way, a door, digital audio workstation, uh, <laughs> software recording. 
software, you cannot open it without the Apollo hardware connected, which is a shame because that piece of audio is, uh, sorry, that that piece of software, sorry, is amazing. It's actually really freaking amazing. But in hindsight, it does make sense that you can't open it without the Apollo audio interface because it actually uses directly all the inputs and outputs of that particular audio interface. Anyway, I'm totally going off topic, digressing. We're not even talking about this freaking microphone anymore. It's hard to do, like, talk about a microphone without listening to it. But of course, this is just going to be straight up emulations. I I need to hear this. I'm sure it's incredible. Are you going to check it out? I would. I mean, I will. I will somehow check this out. Maybe not. Universal Audio, we love you. I don't know if they love Emlyn in the mix, but maybe they will one day. This just looks unbelievable. All right, let's move along to our next piece of news here. This was just a funny piece, and we're about to get to our main feature here, but this... I had to talk about it. One is that I love Roland, but their vision of the future piece, which was to celebrate the Roland 50th anniversary, which was essentially last year, was still maybe carrying over a little bit to 2023. Anyway, last year, Roland celebrated their 50th anniversary of being alive, you know, as a company, which is a, a fantastic milestone, amazing milestone. And they're such a big company in the music world. I, and they're so innovative. Like uh, everything they do, everything they make, like I've got the VT4 Roland voice, uh, voice performer. I think that's what you call it. Yeah. Transformer. Sorry. I've got the VT4 and it's just, it's so musical. It's so, so much fun to just play with it. Anything I have rolling, I've got rolling drum kits. Uh, they're just so musical and they're just so inspirational. I know that's a boring word that everybody uses, but they just sort of inspire you to create and try new things. And that's what Roland sort of does, right? Anyway, last year we did talk about this meeting the piano of the future, but there's a new feature which they didn't talk about last year, which I thought was funny. They've now added, as part of this futuristic sort of piano of the future, which is sort of like meant to just look like a piece of furniture and then it turns into a piano, they've now added the these drones which come out, fly out, around i don't know if you can see it in there if you're watching us here or if you're just listening you got to jump over the video and check this out later these little drones they sort of fly out of the piano and they then become like a surround sound system but my funny thing about this was i know drones right unless there's a super i mean unless there's a silent drones which i don't i've never heard of it's going to be noisy as hell. You're just going to have zzz, like, zzz, you know, the bees flying around your head. How could you play the piano possibly? Anyway, this was just my critical analysis of this. Actually, here we go. Here's the video, a graphical of it. So there's the piano opening up and then the drones. <laughs> it's a really cool concept. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to hate on this. If somehow those drones were silent amazing but i've never heard of a silent drone so i'm not aware of how that's going to work every drone i've ever owned it just sounds like a swarm of bees flying around please tell me how this works let's just have a quick read here because maybe i'm totally wrong take to the skies there's more to a piano piano sound than what emanates from its cabinet 
That's also the sound of the room. These re reverberant reflections are heard by players as the sound waves bounce back from walls and ceiling. Rather than simply adding reverb to the audio, Mirai, who's the developer, and his team wanted to, the sound to actually fall from the air around the player. Various companies have developed systems that place multiple speakers in a room controlling how the sound is made to achieve sound movement and effects. But these conventional speakers systems cannot be moved or installed elsewhere. Roland's solution? Drone speakers that hover over the piano. And to achieve a more realistic ambient sound, the engineers wanted to create flying speakers that bathe the player in a sound shower, combining technology from advanced versions of Roland's pure acoustic ambience found in high-end pianos like the Alex 708 with modern remote control drones, they could start to make this dream a reality. Okay, here we go. Drone challenges. Just quickly, the approach was not without some difficulty and designing the future isn't always done in a straight line. The biggest challenge for us is latency. I wouldn't say so. Though. A swarm of bees is going to be the, the biggest one here. So normal Bluetooth is 200 milliseconds, which is unusable for music performance. That's true. To, re to reduce latency, they decided to use an internal developed dedicated communication platform. This technology was originally created for wireless headphones, Admirai, but it got diverted to this project. And working with drone speakers developed... Masaki Matsuba, probably butchering that name, the team is grappling with several issues as of now. The drone's propellers are still somewhat noisy, I told you. But as quiet drone technology becomes available, they'll be able to add it to the existing framework. Okay, don't really go into that. Okay, maybe it's happening. Quiet drone. That's, that is scary though, because that means a drone could sneak up on you. But Scary, but cool for this particular project. I like it. If you have a quiet drone, a floating drone, that's going to be an immersive and incredible speaker experience. Wow. Roland, kudos to Roland for innovation, though. Really, really wow. All right, I got to move on. This is just such an interesting piece for me. If this piece of technology ever comes to fruition, I need to see this in real life. I need to play that in real life and just check it out. I'm not even a very good piano player, but I still want to experience what that sounds like. All right, let's get to our main sort of product here. Just quickly before we do, though, uh, and we're talking about UVI, our friends at UVI. We'll have a link down below to check them out. No affiliate with UVI, but UVI do give me the opportunity to check out the software to show you guys more or less. So thank you, UVI. And right now to have up to 50% off sales. So this is a really good time to talk about Guitar Sim. We're going to talk about them anyway, but they just dropped this lucky sale. Again, this is one of those sales that it doesn't go for very long. So apologies. Again, if you're listening to this podcast in the future, I do apologize. But hit subscribe right now so you don't miss out on any more deals because we pretty much are up to the minute with the deals. So anyway, they got a deal. Go check out that lucky sale. And let's jump over to this, which is Guitar Sin, which we're going to just quickly show you some presets, have a listen to it. I've got it in geezer mode over on Ableton, show what that is in a second. Guitar Sin, what is Guitar Sin? So the GS500 Guitar and GR500 synth engine were designed as the world's first true guitar synthesizer. And more astonishingly than its original release date of 1977 is the fact that this early guitar synth predates MIDI. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Functioning instead using an implementation of the C 
TV and gate signals common to modular synthesis found today. Another incredible feature was the built-in infinite sustainer system, utilizing grounded frets and customized humbucker for incredible sustained notes and chords across all six strings. And it's a new kind of hybrid. <clears throat> so the GS and GR500 represented a completely new kind of hybrid synthesizer, fusing the sound of guitar and synthesizers and allowing them to be controlled at the same time. Expensive and somewhat of a novelty at the time, we've grown quite partial to the feel of this combo. The innovative features, incredible playability and natural responsiveness have transformed into a powerful, flexible and fun library capable of everything from big fuzz guitar tones to sweet synth pads and more. So hopefully that explains it for you. There is a little intro here. We'll just play this back so you can have a listen to it in the intro. It's quite a nice little intro somewhat. Here we go. I mean, in that particular video, the guitars sounded super real. That sounded wrong. It shouldn't sound that real. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's not meant to sound super realistic though, right? It is a guitar synthesizer. So it's a synthesizer pretending to be a guitar, but gosh, it sounds good. Let's jump over to our, I've got it here on Ableton Live. There it is there. Lovely big GUI for you guys. I've, that's what I'm calling geezer mode is a big GUI. So I've actually just pulled up straight away. So if you jump over to this little folder here on top left, we can see all of our presets. So I'm using the UVI workstation here. PX Guitar Sin is there. And if we have a look at our preset bunches here, we've got animated, ARP, arpeggiator, You've got chord step, one key. We'll look at, let's look at a couple of arps, one chord step, one key, uh, maybe a bass. We'll check out bass spells. Then you've got brass effects. Won't check out all of these categories. We're going to look at guitar here first because why not? Guitar sin. You've got keys, leads, organ, pads, pluck, polysynth, and strings. Actually, I'll be curious to see how it does strings. So I've chose uh, guitar's first preset here, which is chorus blue. Let's have a look. So it sounds really, I mean, look, guitar synth again, it's not meant to sound super realistic, but it's really nice because even on the front panel here, you've got your parameters, which can be, you know, changed around amplitude. You've got your filter here, which you can, low pass it's a low pass at the moment wow actually that almost sounds you probably hear in my keys playing here sorry about that but that let me just turn this guy on here that actually sounds more real when the 
It's even got like a bit of fret noise. That's cool. That must be the filter for our amp or something. Sounds great. Now, just navigating across the UI here. So this is your main page with your sort of main parameters, which you want to sort of play with, like your filter amplitude. You've got your layers here as well, which I can turn up and down, pick. I can turn them off too, like that. So it sort of turns them off completely. Uh, if we jump over here, we've got edit, which has your pitch. I got my pictures out now. Mono and poly here as well. Stereo and mod wheel. Modulation here. So you got your step modulator and your LFO. Then you've got your effects here. So we've got a delay on it at the moment, I believe. I think it's out of pitch. Let's just jump over to another preset here. Chorus orange. I guess emulating an orange amp. Um, but here in your effect section, we can just turn them off if you didn't like that delay, for example. That's cool. You can make like almost Nintendo sounding guitars, you know? Probably they, I don't know, it was 8 bit and 16 bit. Sounds great. It sounds really retro, actually. I wonder what songs used this particular sound. Good sound. Anyway, so here we're in effects. You can turn your drive off as well. Turn your EQ off. But much like all of UVI's instruments, just really intuitive. Like, got a phaser here as well, ensemble. Spark verb. That's amazing. Push it right back into the mix with a really wet mix there. Then you've got your up here on the end. We'll turn it on on this preset, check it out. And you've also got arpeggiator presets here as well we can go through. All right, let's get go through some more guitar presets here. So that's that's pretty much it though in terms of just navigating around. So it's all up the top here, like all of UVI's instruments, super intuitive and easy to edit and add modulation, arpeggiator and effects. And essentially just creating your own preset. I don't know how much longer you want to hear my horrible playing for. I just want to show you the presets so you get an idea though. Dreamy Finger 2. I might go back to this keyboard down here. Can't really see what I'm playing. It's got a bit of tremolo on it. But 
better just make sure that's recording actually it'd be terrible if we weren't i was just checking the sound that's actually coming through okay it is let's go up a bit higher Ooh. Getting some pitch bendy. Oh, here the modulator. I was I was ac accidentally hitting the modulation. I didn't realize. Oh, nice. We got a really deep tremolo. All right, let's go up high. I mean, being a synthesizer, obviously you can go up much higher than than a guitar in real life, and you can go much lower. All right, that's enough of, I mean, obviously I can't look at all of the presets here, but let's jump over to, so there's a bunch of guitar presets there. Actually, let's check out Sabbath. Let's just do one last one here. Oh, okay, you got a, a nasty distorted sounding thing. sounds pretty good i mean it's not meant to sound real just keep that in mind it's not meant to sound like a real guitar so don't come hating on here like oh that doesn't sound real but it's not it's based on a guitar synthesizer okay all right arpeggiators let's have a look what they've done here for us uvi do good jobs on the arpeggiators here we go Strat changes. How good's that sound? Bit dark, but nice. Sweet. Like that one. Counterpoint. Garpy octave here. Beautiful. Alright, I think we get the idea on arpeggiators. Quickly jump over to... I wanted to look at animated chord step. Let's have a look what this is. Nice. Listen to another one. Blue line finger. That's cool, you can sort of get a rhythm going. Interesting, blue line finger. I 
UVI have outdone themselves, actually, with this. This just sounds so good. I, I didn't realize, before we did this podcast, I didn't realize how good it sounds. I knew it was a guitar synth emulation. But this, I mean, it's its own thing, obviously. It's not meant to sound like a real guitar, but it definitely has guitar elements, and it just, it's its, its own unique beast. This, wow, is an instrument. Very interesting instrument. I know it's a very, very boring words that I'm using there to describe it, but it just is. My goodness. What should we do? Let's do... This is too much fun. Digital strum. Okay, one last one here. That more sounds like an ARP to me. What is going on? If we jump over to our ARP here... Okay, we can see our steps. We've got two arpeggiators going... How good is that? And that's in the chord steps. Very nice. All right, I just wanted to check out strings, I think, here. We're going to have to wrap up the podcast. Amazing instrument guitar scene. Go and do yourself a favor. Just check it out. Let's have a listen to... Well, let's have a listen, sorry, to their string presets. Whoa. Whoa, big, heavy, and synthy. I wasn't expecting that. Okay, now you can hear my terrible playing now that we're not hiding it inside an arpeggiator. Let's have a listen to another one. That's a bit more what I was expecting. Something with slow attack. Okay. Not the most authentic sounding strings, of course, but definitely a nice, unique sort of flavor. It's got character though. It's got character. All right, we'll do, let's do one last one. Here we go, little orchestra. Beautiful. I mean, the effects are carrying it through. What do we got? Delay and spark. That spark verb is amazing. Anyway, that's. I'm going to have to wrap it up there. Like, whenever I do these main feature things, maybe I should just do the whole show, but there's so much I wanted to talk to you guys about today. There is just so many awesome presets in here. We didn't even check out, like, I don't know, probably only checked out like 5% of the presets here. UVI, honestly... As much as we love UVI here on the station, love collaborating with them, I love them getting me to show off their instruments. Like, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart. This instrument is awesome. It sounds so unique. I think the thing I love about it, it doesn't sound like every other, you know, sort of analog emulation that's coming out at the moment. This particular instrument has a lot of character and it's its own thing, which is really cool in a sea of with you know 
we are inundated with software instruments in this day and age, especially 2023. We've come to this point here, like the golden age of software synthesis right now. And there's just so many on the market and it's like hard to find what you should get or, you know, everyone's got a freaking what is it the anyway there's an emulation that everyone has i can't think of it on the top of my head but like you know just those boring analog synth sounds but this my goodness this is a unique sounding instrument and it's got that lovely uvi touch i guess we could say you know the uvi intuitiveness the ease of you know being able to just get in there and change things can i actually flick this string on the ue no i can't that's okay I forgive you, UVI, because this instrument is amazing. Editing, modulation effects, arpeggiator, there. All easy to get to. Love it. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I know it's just a quick look at Guitar Sim, but it is our main feature, and thank you to UVI for letting us check it out. Link down below. What do you guys think about today's podcast? Quickly, go and get yourselves a favor. You're going to check out this Native Instruments deals going on right now. I would if I was you. Or do you want to get 50% off a true because hello... I mean, the FX collection is 50% off. The V collection 9, the whole thing is 50% off right now. Link down below if you want to support the channel and you want to get a Turia, do it right now. And Teenage Engineering's Vakoda, does this make you want to get an OP1 field? What do you think of Antares brand new throat synthesizer? Or what about these Universal Audio? I know we went on tangents, but this is a freaking cool piece of hardware here the universal audio's brand new dlx microphone you're going to be picking one of those up because i definitely want to get one here for the channel to check it out and this flying drone speakers for this futuristic piano by roland what do you think of that anyway leave all your comments down below the px guitar scene as well what do you think of that you're going to get yourself that that's actually got an intro price right now still going over at uvi anyway thank you so much for joining me guys we'll be back come speak with episode three next week all right until then peace out boom hey thanks for listening to the emlin in the mix podcast here you will find all the latest in music technology software and hardware interviews and more also Don't forget to check out the Emlyn in the Mix YouTube channel today. Till next time, keep it real.